Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Joining us now on the Schneider Orange Hotline, a guy that's been there, done that with all of them, a former Chicago Bulls center and NBA champion, Bulls radio network analyst as well, Bill Wennington, joins us on the line. You can find him on Twitter at 34Billy42. Bill, how you doing? Bill, I'm doing great. It's a sunny day here in Chicago. It's a little chilly. Uh, it's in the mid-50s, but that's all right. The sun is out, and we're all still here kicking it. Uh, how accurate has the docu? Because that's the one thing I, I, I read people that say, "Well, Michael's producing it; it's going to be skewed, and, and who knows what really happened." And but I've enjoyed it just because of all the behind-the-scenes stuff and all the behind-the-scenes looks. So you tell me, how accurate has it been? It's been very accurate, and I, I think that's a testament to Michael that he really wanted people to know how he was and what drove him. And I think we're, we're seeing that. Uh, especially in the last couple of uh, episodes, how hard he drove him, not just us, but himself, because he loved the game and he wanted to win and win at all costs. And he knew that he couldn't do it by himself. And if you go back and look at the timeline, he was in the league seven years and was a scoring champion and uh, led the league in, in scoring, excuse me, and but had not won a championship. And he finally realized that, you know what, I need the team to play well. And that's when he just started pushing everyone and when I got here and he came back, he just made sure that everyone knew exactly what was involved in winning a championship and how hard it was going to be uh, when we got to the finals. And he made practice like that every day. And I'm, I'm going to be honest with you, I thrived in it. And I think every guy there did and understood what he was trying to do to make us better to win. And trust me, when you win, it's a whole lot of fun. When uh, I, I, one of the things that I've taken away from this is not so much the drive of Michael and the way they push people around him and the way guys stepped up, but it's been the way Phil Jackson had to massage everything. Um, because some people say, well, Phil gets too much credit because, well, he did have Michael and he did have Shaq and he did have Kobe. But after watching behind the scenes, it takes a, almost a master to be able to massage and puppeteer all the egos doesn't it oh bill you're 
absolutely 100% correct. And that's why Phil Jackson is the best coach that I ever played for because he did that better than anyone else. And I played for great coaches, and I love Luke Conaseca, and he was phenomenal when I was in college. I played with uh, Dick Mata, who was a great coach for the Dallas Mavericks, uh, Jack Donahue, <clears throat> uh, the late great Canadian national team coach, uh, was phenomenal. But Phil really understood how, how everyone's psyche on the team and, and what each player needed to push him, nudge him, kick him, get him going, and, and play well for, for the best of the team. Again, remember, you have guys, and we'll talk about Scotty because he's prevalent. Scotty could be the best t- player on any team in the NBA except for the Bulls because Michael's there. <clears throat> so he had to get Scotty to say, all right, you're going to be the second best guy on this team, but we need you and your role is just as important. And Phil was just a master, as you said, at getting everyone to understand that and playing for the same goal, which was winning a championship. And that that's difficult to do because guys aren't happy a lot during the season. I wanted to play more. I thought I should be starting. I thought I'm a better offensive player than Luke Longley is. Randy Brown was a great defensive player. He wanted to play more. Why couldn't Randy play more, especially more defense time than Steve Kerr? You know, but everybody wanted more. But Phil made us all understand what our roles were and how important each individual role was. And to be honest with you, he said it more than once. Every role on the team is just as important. So Rusty LaRue sitting at the end of the bench is just as important as Michael Jordan, who's playing 35, 40 minutes a game. The uh, the portrayal of Jerry Krause. Now, a lot of it is Jerry's own words, but is it accurate in the sense – because I, I think it's unfathomable for many to say, why would a general manager be so hell-bent on breaking up something that is winning? And and that is something that a lot of people just don't understand. So you tell me, was it is it is it an accurate portrayal of the way Jerry Krause was, and kind of the the, the ego that he had? Uh, I, I think it's pretty accurate. Now you got to take again, it's business. And was it Jerry thinking that he could rebuild another championship and being overly prideful, uh, having? built one championship team without obviously he didn't draft Michael, but put all the pieces around him. Could he do it again? Did they see uh, things that happened to Boston after Boston kind of lost its, its ground and having to take five, six, seven years to rebuild and get that franchise back. They didn't want to do that. So they wanted to kind of quit before they ran the team into the dirt. There are many theories going around about it and, and what happened and, or why it happened. And, and honestly, does it matter right now? It was done. It it was tough. We all knew at the end of the year, we all thought that, hey, could we win another championship? It was very possible, but it wasn't going to happen. So what's being portrayed in the document is the business side of Jerry, and you're seeing exactly the way it was. Um, how was it inside that locker room? I mean, other than the fact that everybody knew their role with so many different dynamics, with Scotty's dynamic and Michael's and, and Dennis's and, and guys wanting to play, guys, I mean, how was it as far as just being on that team and being inside that locker room? It was phenomenal. That was one of the best teams, uh, obviously the best team I was on uh, record-wise, but also one of the best teams character-wise. Everyone got along. We all respected each other. We all liked each other. Uh, we understood what each guy could do and added to the team. 
And it, it, again, as much as I wanted to play more and thought I should start, Luke Longley was the perfect center for that starting group. Uh, they didn't need another scorer shooter on that team. They already had Scotty and Michael and, and Ron Harper who, who were scoring. Uh, you had me to come off the bench and hit some mid-range jump shots and get things going offensively. I, it makes the team better. Tony Kukoc could have started on any other other team after his first year. He started to be a real all-star in the league. People started to understand his talents. He wanted to play more, but and it was, but in that locker room, we were family. We were all ba- a band of brothers that really hung together, and we really did respect each other, and we had a lot of fun together. Uh, by the way, we're talking with Bill Weddington, uh, played on the Bulls 97-98. We're watching The Last Dance. It, it's been uh, must-see TV for any sports fan that's out there. Uh, the, the Dennis Rodman side of things, I know that originally they didn't want to bring him in. It was tough to kind of – you know, convince management to be able to bring in that kind of a personality, uh, which is, again, amazing to me to be able to corral all the different personalities that were on this team with Scotty and Michael and Luke and yourself and then to add Dennis into the mix. How was Dennis behind the scenes? Well, Dennis was two people. Uh, he was the persona that everyone sees, that when the cameras were on, Dennis was, was that guy that you all know and remember. But behind the scenes, he was quiet. He was an introvert. Uh was not antisocial, but didn't go out and seek attention with the players and the, with us and try to try to get it was you know you have great conversations with him you understood you, if you talked to him and asked him questions he'd answer any question you asked him and he was very honest and he was actually very a lot of fun to be around uh, Dennis and I would ride motorcycles and go out to lunch here in Chicago and my wife would let me go out with him once a year in Chicago because it was a late night and uh, <laughs> always. Always uh, a, a crazy night, but um, he, he was just a lot of fun. But when he went out and the cameras were on and he went out at night and people were watching, he became this persona, uh, the Dennis Rodman that everyone kind of knows, wearing the wedding dress and the boas and the tattoos and all that uh, showmanship. And it was just a different person. But as a teammate, he was phenomenal. Great guy, generous, and I loved playing with him. Do you think that we will ever see uh, a player like Michael and a team like that that had that wherewithal ability to be that dynasty? Will that ever happen again? Do you feel? I, I think it'll be tough to happen. You know, I used to say well, the seventy-two games would never be broached again, but uh, you know, obviously, Golden State Warriors won seventy-three. Um, but Michael in my opinion, was a complete package. One, he was so athletic, had all the talents in the world, but had the drive to be the best, to want to be the best, and to understood what it takes to be the best, but not just the best player, but to be a guy on the best team and had the mental capacity to push everyone else around him. That's not easy to do. And he, he had to get on guys and, he was pushing us all to be better all the time. And then the other thing that's it's not talked about a lot is his strength, his physical strength that he had was unbelievable, and his pain threshold is through the roof. I've never seen anyone that could do the things that he was doing uh, with the injuries that he had and everything that was going on. So uh, he was phenomenal. Uh, real quick before I let you go, i got to ask you, because obviously you're the analyst for the Bulls, uh, two things. One, 
Um, the Milwaukee Bucks. Obviously, fans here really want this season to get back underway to see the Bucks, see if they can't culminate a championship. It's been a long time since 1971, and uh, many of us believe that they're on the threshold of that. And two, do you feel that there will be a resumption to the season? So, therefore, maybe some of these Bucks fans' dreams can be realized. Uh, I hope so. Uh, I'm be honest with you. When the Bulls aren't playing, I'm a fan of the Bucks. I think what, what Milwaukee has done and Giannis is absolutely terrific and, and, and fun to watch. Uh, I hope it does. I think it's possible uh, that the basketball season could happen again. Obviously, it'd be July, August, September, and then maybe next season would be pushed back a little bit. Uh, I'm not 100% sure. I know less than everyone else. I'm not in any of the talks that the league and owners are having. Um, I, for one, like the way basketball is right now, so I'm not, to be honest with you, I'm not, totally adverse to just canceling this season and starting next next year fresh but again we don't know what the ramifications of this virus is going to be if if we'll even be able to start on time uh in september so it'll be interesting to see what happens and how things go i know uh, they're playing baseball over in japan now Uh, i know that because i was watching espn and they had a game on with no fans in the stands uh if that's the way it has to go on then that's the way it has to go on and i i want sports to be played any way they can be played safely would be great. Uh, I miss I miss watching games. I miss listening to games, and I think sports is a much bigger part of our lives than than we realized. But uh, obviously, we have to be safe and smart about it. Bill, it's it's been a pleasure watching the docu series. I'm glad you came on and joined us on the program. Thank you so much for uh, hanging out with us for a few minutes. I get a chance to listen to you every now and then on the score as well, and it's always a pleasure. Thanks so much for your time. I appreciate it so much. Okay, uh, Bill, my pleasure. Pleasure being with you anytime, my friend. Absolutely appreciate it very much. There you go, Bill Wennington, uh, part of the docu series and on that uh, great 1997-98 Bulls team during the Last Dance. And it's just giving us a little insight as to uh, the way it was behind closed doors for Michael Jordan and everybody involved in that team. And uh, just so cool, so cool uh, to get a chance to chat with him just a little bit. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.